0: What is up, what is up, what is up? Welcome to The Mitch Davis Show. I'm your host, Mitch Davis, founder of TheMitchDavisShow.com, podcast host of The Mitch Davis Show. You can follow me on Twitter at two places, Mitch Davis underscore eight, and also at The Mitch Davis Show as well. And then on Instagram at The Mitch Davis Show. Check out the website at TheMitchDavisShow.com. It is Thursday, July 29th. We are 36 days away from the official start of the 2021 college football season. It's in the air. People are excited. And on today's podcast, we got a guy that almost needs no introduction. SEC personality, host, SEC now host, and SEC this morning on SiriusXM. Peter Burns will be joining the podcast momentarily to talk all things SEC football and the college football landscape as the SEC today voted unanimously to welcome in Texas and Oklahoma as their 15th and 16th members of the Southeastern Conference. Again, I'm your host, Mitch Davis. Be sure you follow me on Twitter, MitchDavis underscore 8, and at The Mitch Davis Show as well. Instagram, The Mitch Davis Show, and then be sure you head on over to the website, TheMitchDavisShow.com. Next week, we're going to be at the WGC St. Jude, FedEx St. Jude Invitational, the golf tournament there in Memphis, Tennessee. We're going to be there all weekend long. It's going to be one of the most exciting times to be a Memphian and to be a golf fan in the city of Memphis. And on the podcast next Monday, I'm going to be joined by Buzz Baker. Formerly with Jefferson Pilot Sports, currently with the Big Blue Sports Network and also the SEC Network as well. Buzz Baker will be joining me to talk all things Kentucky basketball and a little SEC expansion talk as well. At this time, I would like to welcome in Peter Burns to the Mitch Davis Show podcast. Boom. I want to welcome Peter Burns of the SEC Network, personality, SEC Now host, and SEC this morning on Sirius XM, a guy that I look up to in the industry. Peter Burns, welcome to the Mitch
1: Davis Show. Thanks for coming on. Mitch, I appreciate the invite, man. It's uh, you know been a really slow uh, offseason. We haven't had much to talk about. So I guess maybe over the course of this podcast, we'll uh, we'll, we'll drum up some things, you know. <laughs> and I tell
0: you what, uh, today was a weird day. Today is Thursday, July 29th. My dad will get on to me if I don't say the date. It's July 29th in the podcast. Uh, today, unanimously, we welcome Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC. What are your thoughts on this? I know obviously it's for the money, but – What are your thoughts now?
1: Um, I mean, listen, I mean, part of the reason why I love the SEC is that you have so many iconic schools, right, and so many iconic different programs from Mississippi State baseball winning a title to, you know, the history of Archie Manning and Ole Miss, LSU, Georgia, Florida, Alabama, Auburn. I mean, all of the schools have their own unique uh, prestige about it. And when you think about kind of brands of college football, it's hard to not look at Oklahoma and Texas, and not just in football, Mitch, but every sport – about the tradition and, and just the history and the pageantry of those two schools. So, I mean, you know, when it became kind of a, a just a rumor that bombshell that dropped last week over at SEC Media Days, uh, like, it's crazy. Like, I'll tell you this story. I, I, I joked around on my XM show. I'm never taking a nap again in my life, okay? <laughs> so, uh, you know, when I did the SEC this morning, it's on TV all week for Media Days. My wake-up call is like 4.15 a.m., Okay. So I do the show and then we do a bunch of interviews and meet with the coaches and players. And, you know, that day on that Wednesday, man, it's like three o'clock and I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm toast. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go upstairs. I'm going to take a little 20, 30 minute nap and just got re-energized for the rest of the day. So I go, you know, take a quick nap and I wake up and there's like seven missed calls and like 59 missed text messages. And I'm thinking, Oh my God, like Mitch, I really thought like, (laughs) like something had happened with my family or something right like uh, i'll get worried and all of a sudden i I hit I, i check my my phone and it's like did you see this did you know this what can you talk say about it texas and oklahoma and we were shocked and you know i'm i'm pretty tied into the league and know everybody in the league office extremely well and i had zero idea that any of this was about to happen so um it's a, uh, it's really exciting, man. It's I, I, like I said, I'm, I'm pumped and, you know, I, I know it's supposed to be 2025 is when it's allegedly supposed to happen, but you know, I, 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 I wish that they would just pay the buyout Texas and Oklahoma and say, Hey, let's just, let's just start in 2022. Like I'm, I'm chomping at the bit to get this going like right now.
0: Going forward, where do you see the SEC? Let's not only just say five years from now, but 10 years from now, I mean, we're adding, Two other teams making sixteen Super Conference. Where do you see the SEC going? Is
1: it non-game football schedule? Is it a what? What does the SEC look like in five years? Yeah, I mean, I think I think you nailed it with right off the bat. I, I think that at this point, after last year and how good the schedule was. Um, I still, because of it was all, all conference games last year, I think now you got to go to a nine game conference schedule, which is good. Um, the question is, is, you know, do you just, you know, stay and add two teams over to the SEC West and, and, and move teams out and, and what do you do there? Um, You know, like, had you move Alabama and Auburn over to the east and then Oklahoma and, um, you know, then you end up having Oklahoma and Texas to the west. That's the easiest. I'm a huge fan of the pod system where, you know, I tweeted it on my Twitter account. We had it on our show about kind of putting everybody in a regional pod and you play those pods. um, And that way, every school is at least facing a different school every other year you know, like right now, sometimes you won't have Florida go to Alabama for 12 years or something like that, you know? So I think it would be nice to have a little bit more of a cool, cool rotation. Um, and I think they'll stay at 16. You know, I mean, I, I think everybody assumes that, oh, well, they're just going to keep adding schools. What I'm like, it doesn't do you any good to just keep adding. At some point there is, you know, you want to have quality and not quantity. So um you know, you're just adding big brands and you added two of the biggest brands, if not the two biggest brands in all of college sports this week. Just looking at the overall landscape of college football, obviously, we've heard things
0: about the American, heard things about the Pac-12, Big Ten. Do you see, let's just take American because that's kind of in my foot, but do you see the American jumping into that Power Five role
1: and replacing the Big 12, absorbing some of those teams? Well, I mean, you know, maybe it's something that they can kind of merge because there's there's definitely some really good teams over in, in the American. I mean, you look at what has happened over the last couple of years, and they've been they've had some fantastic players. And you go with the look at the NFL draft; they've had some good players as well too. So, um, yeah. In fact, you go back and look at the American compared to the Pac-12. Uh, I mean, honestly, that th- that's been some of the best football that's being played. So, yeah. I, I I don't know. I really think it's too early to tell right now because. There's so many different ways you can cut it. You know, I mean, if you're the Pac-12, do you go merge with the Big 12 and say, hey, let's just get together and put all our teams together? Or if you're the AAC, do you look at it and go, hey, listen, we either can merge with the Big 12 or if you don't want to just completely, quote unquote, merge, how about your teams just come with us? So it is just, it's a mess. And I think everybody's trying to say, well, we're not going to change, but you have to change. Right. Like the SEC kind of created this first part of realignment. And if we remember what happened the last time, once once a little bit of realignment started, a lot of it kind of followed. So um, I'm very curious to see. I mean, I said over about a year and a half ago that the Big 12 should have gone ahead and say that uh, the Big 12 should have gone ahead and tried to to take a bunch of teams to the Pac-12 like they should have reached out and tried to get you know Oregon and, and USC and UCLA and that didn't happen and then of course now look at the Big 12 they've you know they're they're kind of down to eight teams and who knows how long that's going to last before i ask you about this
0: season in particular i want to ask you about the leadership of Craig Sankey who arguably is the well, most powerful man in college football and in all of college athletics not only just with this realignment stuff but also kind of go through a little bit of the covid stuff because it was Craig Sankey that said look we're going to figure out a way to play. And the SEC successfully had a very successful season last season. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, it's successful in the fact that the season w- was played and, and and you try to do it as safe as possible. And I think, you know, it took bold leadership to say, listen, you know, we can we can try to make this happen, um, but we need to be smart about it. And I, I, I think – and one of the things that I've learned over the last couple of years with Greg is that, he truly does care. Like everybody thinks, oh, look at this guy. He only, he's, you know, the sec is only out for money and and blah, blah, blah. And I, I've been around him long enough and I've seen decisions that he's made behind the scenes that people don't know about that could have made the sec a whole lot more money and could have been a whole lot more aggressive on things, but he chose not to, because I truly think that he cares kind of for the sport in college athletics. So, yeah, I think, I think, he was filling big shoes for, uh, for as a commissioner after Mike Slive, right? Mike Slive was a legendary commissioner, and even before that, Roy Kramer here in the SEC. And so I think Sankey hadn't had that kind of big-time moment, and COVID-19, his leadership for all college sports was part of it. And I think that also gave him the confidence as well, too, that when Texas and Oklahoma came calling – it says, all right, I think, I think it's time to take the next step and be a leader for name, image, and likeness in the transfer portal and now, you know, kind of changing up how the conference is Turning the page a little bit, everybody's talking about Alabama,
0: Texas A&M, Georgia this season. Those three teams, who wins the SEC
1: championship, in your opinion, right now in August? I mean, Mitch, I love exactly what's happening with, with Georgia right now. I mean, th- this team, I think, is this is, is built for this championship. I think that JT Daniels showed when he was healthy at the last part of or the late part of last year that he could do really well. Um, also, Todd Munkin coming into his second season, I think is going to be monster for that team. So, um, you know, him as an offensive coordinator, I think is really going to help. The defense is going to be good. And I think the important part is – that they had some questions on the back end as far as their secondary, but they were able to get, I think it was Tyke Smith from West Virginia, and they were able to go into the transfer portal and grab guys that can immediately help them. So, um, I, you know, Alabama, of course, is Alabama. I mean, they don't, they don't miss, right? I mean, they are just, it's the same throne, just new dragons. Every single year, you just kind of learn what their name is. So they're going to be good. I think A&M's good as well. Um, but truthfully, I think when it comes down to it, if Kirby doesn't win it this year, it's like, oh my goodness, like this was the squad that I thought that they could do it. So ultimately I think it's the, uh, I think it's the Georgia Bulldogs and I think it's actually wide open in the West this year. Two teams of the
0: most interest, uh, so far at media days, Kentucky and Ole Miss for rightfully so Lane Kiffin's building a great program down in Oxford and Mark Stoops has done a heck of a job in Kentucky.
1: Talk about Ole Miss first. What do you expect out of the Rebels and Matt Corral? Um, well, I expect a whole hell of a lot of points, right? I mean, I think that's part of what Lane brings and, and, and Jeff Lebby, you know, bringing that offense. And they've been fun to watch. And Corral, I mean, I think he's going to put up Heisman-type numbers. The problem is, as Lane Kiffin was joking about it today, like what's he want to see this year? He'd like to see the opposing team actually punt. You know, like I mean, it was like playing Old Miss was like playing air last year. You know, they had zero defense. So they've got to get a little bit better with that. Um, and on the other part about it, I don't know if I have a coach that I've grown to like more covering this conference than Coach Mark Stoops. Um, I just feel like, you know, he he works his he works his butt off. He always has a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. Um, I feel like he does things the right way. And, you know, he's he's kind of what I envision in a coach kind of building a program. And it's tough because, hey, you may not have the recruits at Georgia or Alabama or LSU get, but how he develops his players is amazing. And I I wish we had more coaches like Mark Stoops um, in, in all of college football and really all of college athletics because I think we'd be a whole lot better for it.
0: Now, the last two questions I have for you before we wrap up, these are two real personal questions that I always like to ask this next week what does the
1: Southeastern Conference mean to you? Because not only like myself, you're an SEC guy. I've been in Baton Rouge a little bit. My internet went out for a little bit. But the first part of that question is what it means for me is I've always been around SEC sports. You know, my father didn't go to LSU until a little bit later. And when I got an opportunity, to actually go to these games it was in the student section so i've always been around and then i always wanted to be a part cc network anchor you get to go to kentucky you get to go to missouri you get to go to south carolina go to georgia you get to see all of these places and realize how deep the history and the culture the fans are and how much everybody cares like not everybody cares about a sport You know, sometimes the leagues don't really care and professional sports seems out of whack right now. But I I never get that feeling about the SEC. So for me, it's it's everything, man. And it's uh, it's been a dream job to be, you know, a part of it for sure.
0: Last question I have for you, and this is because you have one of the coolest stories and all of the media across the country, across the world. You have one of the coolest stories on how you got into this. What? Advice would you give to a young journalist, you know, like myself or like many others across the country trying to get
1: into this field? Because let's face it, you have one of the coolest jobs in the country. Uh, it, you know, it's funny because I've got a little uh, in my studio, I've got a little clock that says 10,000, which basically means that, it, you know, there's 10,000 people that would apply for my job tomorrow. And I better be thankful every morning that I get a chance to do stuff like this. Um, and I think the biggest, I, I think the biggest, um, Piece of advice that I have is kind of what you're doing is is to hey listen to have to have kind of a financial setting in you know a job, but then also be able to kind of chase a passion and continue to build up that passion over and over and over again until something clicks and you get that opportunity Um, because it's hard now. I mean journalism is a lot different than when I was getting into it 20 years ago and the best piece of advice I could probably give that helped me was learning the sales aspect of it. Um, you know, my first job was in sports talk radio, but it wasn't on air. What it was, was I got, basically I went to the sports radio station said, I want to work for you. And they said, okay, here's a phone book. And here's a cubicle, go learn how to sell advertising. And that was the best part because I learned the business behind the, the, the microphone. And that allowed me to understand, Hey, why some shows work and some shows don't and how I could best get on air and how I can sell sponsorships to my own shows. So, um, probably the best piece of advice is to continue to do it. Like you're doing more and more reps, get a bunch of people on there, you know, hone the interview skills, like you're great at it. So I don't have to, you know, I don't worry about you, but, um, and the next part is just learning, you know, meeting with like a sales manager at a sports radio station or, you know, or people who do podcasts and stuff like that and, and just question them uh, of how 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 to sell. Because if you learn how to sell something, you'll never be out of a job. You know, then the question is, hey, find a way to sell your podcast and then find a way to bring that into bigger light. That's probably the best advice that I have.
0: He is Peter Perns of the SEC Network. Peter, thank you so much for coming on the Mitch Davis Show today.
1: Mitch, looking forward to we could do it. Let's uh, let's try to make sure we do it a little bit later in the season when we got some games to talk about. All right. You have been
0: listening to the Mitch Davis Show. I've been your host, Mitch Davis, founder and podcast host of the Mitch Davis Show. You can follow me on Twitter at MitchDavis underscore eight. Also, be sure you check out the official Twitter page of the Mitch Davis Show by simply typing in. The Mitch Davis Show. And if you're on Instagram, you can follow us at The Mitch Davis Show as well. Be sure you check out the website at TheMitchDavisShow.com. We are 36 days away from the official kickoff of the 2021 college football season. It's in the air, folks, and we're all excited across not only the Southeast, but across the entire country as we get ready for the brand new season And a very special thank you to Peter Burns for coming on the podcast today to talk all things Southeastern Conference related. It was an exciting interview as we both and as all of us get ready for a brand new season full of new hopes, new dreams, and new excitements. I've been your host, Mitch Davis, and you have been listening to The Mitch Davis Show. Thank you and have a great week.